Having to see something this morning. I thought this was kind of fun. It's a list of lists. So there's just <laughs> a bunch of different lists that really have nothing to do with each other. Okay. And so uh, BuzzFeed went ahead and ranked these different lists of lists. Okay. And I, I thought they were all interesting. Okay. You put them all together, they're even more interesting. And you get a list of lists. Yeah. I like it. So first on the list. <laughs> of lists? It's a list of the world's most complained about tourist attractions. Oh, really? Based on TripAdvisor reviews. In other words, people saying, so famous, you want to go see it, and then you get there and you go, that's it? Mm-hmm. Buckingham Palace. Okay, really? Wow. What? I'm yours. <laughs> Me and my cookies, you get the hell out of here. That was Queenie I was doing. I love that. the Queenie. <laughs> the pyramids at Gaza, the Empire State Building. What? Leaning Tower of Pisa. The White House, Big Ben in London. The Hollywood sign, Stonehenge. Mm. I mean, come on. Stonehenge would be so neat. To, I mean, just at least take a selfie. Yeah. I think all of those would be amazing to see. The Palace at Versailles and the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I have seen that. That is a waste of time. Really? Yeah. You know what is not on there? Mm. The Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Which we've talked about how my mother was very unimpressed the one time she very went to Paris. Very unimpressed. She likes to tell that story. You get a group of people together. She's like, oh, we went on vacation to Paris. Very unimpressed. Yeah. She called it an erector set. Looks like an erector set. <laughs> what? It's the Eiffel no. Tower. Have you been to Ocean State Job Lot? The place is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Ma, we've been to Ocean State Job Lot. It's so funny. Went to Paris on her honeymoon. Very unimpressed. <laughs> She was. Christmas tree shop. Beautiful. Yeah, loves it. This yeah. is a list of lists. Also on this list of lists, jobs that require human touch but are being taken over by machines. Oh, oh, that's scary. Receptionists, proofreaders. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I guess if like you're talking about will... manuscripts and books and okay. people who make the little pamphlets about stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, research analysts, taxi and bus drivers. They think eventually <gasps> taxi and bus drivers are going to be like the Tesla where it drives itself. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, same thing like for DoorDash drivers and Amazon deliveries and doctors. Okay. Imagine you go in, you got to get like a knee replacement. You just got a, a robot doing the whole thing. Now, would you like that better? No, I would you don't hate like, that. Because yeah, okay. I'd be going in there and be like, well, it's just I got to get my knee done. I'm all, Right? When mm-hmm. I'm a real old guy. Mm-hmm. And then the robot's going to be come down and you're going to like take my ass apart or something. And be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Malfunction. Just stay still. <laughs> it's supposed to be my knee. <laughs> Whoops. Here's a list of iced coffee drinks at Starbucks that people like best to least. Oh, okay. Coming in number one, iced pistachio latte. Oh, I've never had that one. Iced toasted vanilla oat milk. I've never had that one either. Iced brown sugar oat milk shake oh, and espresso. I had that one. That's real good. Iced cinnamon dolce latte. Also good. Coming in number one, the iced Americano. Really? Yeah. Number one? That's number one on the most popular iced drinks. It has. It tastes like burnt coffee. Listen, this is just a list of lists, okay? Okay. <laughs> list of the weirdest things people have found in their food. <gasps> no. Ew. There's a guy that found a tooth in his Milky Way bar. Ew. A baby frog alive in his frozen vegetables. Oh, my gosh. A metal spring in a Taco Bell quesadilla. Oh, my gosh. A fingernail found in frozen mac and cheese, razor blade in a fountain drink. This is making my stomach hurt. Mouse poo in a Mountain Dew can. Oh, gross. Severed finger in the frozen custard. Mm. You ready for this one? No. A condom in his clam chowder. Oh. This is why you always get Manhattan red, okay? Yeah, this is why you eat at home. Never my again am I going to get the white chowder. I'm going to get red or clear broth. That's so gross. After hearing that story forever. That's disgusting. There you go. List of lists. Great. Aren't you glad we did that? Uh-huh. Good morning. Robbie and Rochelle in the morning. 107.1, The Boss, 99.7 FM, Southern Ocean County to Atlantic City.
Traveling that way, get us on 99.7 FM. If you're traveling up to Middlesex Union County, mm-hmm. you will not get us on 99.7 FM. That is for listeners in South Jersey. Unless you have one of those really long antennas in your car. I, mean, I suppose it's possible. <laughs> Any place on the Boss app, real easy. Just sync it right on the car and listen that way on your phone. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the show can be interrupted by a phone call, but... That's true. <laughs> but that's okay. It's your phone on, put your phone on Do Not Disturb. I want to bring up something about phone calls here in a second with you. You can also uh, listen on your smart speaker, 1071theboss.com, on your laptop. So a lot of ways to listen. we got a big Thursday show on the way. Uh, he's really too smart and too important a guy. He's advised four presidents. He was the communications director once at the White House. I don't know what the hell he's doing on this show. He's going to talk to us? Yeah, he's also uh, a CNN correspondent. Okay. So I wish he would talk to Wolf Blitzer about shaving that beard. <laughs> David Gergen will be on with us. I have great respect. I'm very excited to yeah. talk to him. Because listen, I'm just a moron, but I do try to educate myself. Yeah. So I really enjoy all You're the... You're very much into politics. I love so. the political stuff, you so do. I'm very excited to talk to him. We're not going to... He's not one of these people that is slanted at all. I think he's he worked for Nixon. He worked for Clinton. Yeah. So he's one of these people that's very... I just care about the country, uh-huh. so I'm kind of excited to pick his brain on whether or not we're all going to die. You know? I, I know nothing about nothing, so I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> You're just going to sit there? I'm just going to sit Well, I'm, I'm kind of tickled to be able to talk uh, to I know. I can tell. You're very excited. <laughs> and right after we talk to former presidential advisor David Gergen, it'll be tips of your toddler. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> what I'm saying, what is he doing here? Yeah, I don't know. Has somebody told, if his people no, told him absolutely. the show he's going on, probably well, not. Does he live in New York? He probably, Yeah, he does. He lives right yeah. here. He probably thinks we're NPR or something. Yeah, he, well, <laughs> he's like, the boss, is it a union station? Be or is it about mistaken. labor? You know, no, <laughs> we're just a couple idiots playing Bruce Springsteen and doing drunk jokes. Yeah. But we'll line up some phone callers. You know how tips your toddler works. That's coming up later on this hour, too. And what was that event you went to the other night with the kids at the school, at their school? <laughs> it was a rodeo. <laughs> what was that about? It was just supposed to be a, an after-school activity to get the kids together and moving. And their gym teachers played some of the songs that they play in gym class, and they considered it a like rodeo. Like a Pepperelli kind of thing? Like a school spirit? Kind of. They just played music, and then they showed the parents the dance moves, so we called, could, we could all make fools of ourselves trying to learn how oh to do the God. dances. It was See, they never used to ask this of parents years ago. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But anyway, you mentioned to me that you had a little run-in while you were there. Yeah. Did you have any conversation with this person? No. So it was just a little eye-to-eye contact? Yes, sort of. So it was I your... Didn't even know who it was until the kids said, Oh. Hey, Mom, do you know who that is? And I said, No, who is that? And he said, That's Dad's ex-girlfriend. Okay. This is the one he found after you guys broke up yeah, years ago. Yeah, this is the one that he was in love with for three weeks and was going to marry and change all statuses and then three weeks later broken off. That's yes. not really even a girlfriend then. That's a fling. No, but the thing that was frustrating was that the kids got a semi-attached in three weeks thinking, you know, I'm going to have a new stepmom and then it was not. So I don't know what happened. I didn't ask. I don't really care. Had you ever met this person? No, I'd never met her before. No, uh, I had no idea, but. So she's got kids too, apparently. She's got it. Yeah, she had And that's what she was well. doing there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they go to the same school and Lola or Grayson have never really mentioned her, but when we got to the rodeo, they immediately noticed her. And then I noticed as we were dancing and being silly and going about our business, she was giving me the stink eye. Like, oh, what the do you whole have time. to do with the whole That's thing? That's what I said. I'm like, you I have no dog you. in this fight. <laughs> this is both of our ex. What are you mad at me for? <laughs> you guys should be friends, if right? anything. <laughs> you could compare notes. Well, I'm good. I don't need to do that. But I just, I'm, I'm like, I don't blame you for breaking up after three weeks. Like, good for you. you don't, don't you hate it when he does this? I know. Don't you hate it when he does that? <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the conversation. She did not like me for whatever reason. So it Maybe was... she thinks you broke uh, the two of them up. How? I don't know. You and I were married. I lived in a different state. How How did I break them up? People come up with scenarios. 
<laughs> I really don't know. I don't. I don't know. Would you be open to being friends with somebody that was an ex of your ex? Um, of uh, my ex? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. If Are you sure I, then you weren't giving her the stink eye? No, and I you didn't. were just getting the return stink eye. Listen, there was nothing <laughs> to give her the stink eye about. Okay, like did not care. You don't care at all. No, so, yeah. not at all. Not at all. I don't. I don't care what my ex does. I and, mean, she would have had a relationship with the kids. You can give her some stink eye about that. No, I, but if she was good to the kids, then I don't care. And the kids didn't say she was awful. They really liked her, and they were sad when things ended. So that indicates to me that she was. So that he screwed up the whole. What a shock. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know why you're hating on me. (laughs) What a shock. Did you see this story that uh, Uber has got a new deal with the uh, New York City taxis, the yellow cabs? No. That now if you get the uh, Uber app, this doesn't work for the other ones, but for Mm -hmm. Uber, if you're, I guess you could get a yellow cab here if you really wanted to. Yeah. It cost you a fortune, I guess. It's called a number. Yeah. Uh But anyhow, uh, they made a deal that uh, they'll appear as rides on the app when you're looking for how far, how many cars are in the area. Really? Because they've obviously been like arch enemies. Sure. The taxi cabs and uh, the Uber. So they're rolling that out later on this spring that, uh, I don't know how exactly that works. If you so ch- you order an Uber and do you get to, because on Uber you can choose just regular, extra large, shared. Is well, they, it get the s- same, they get the same deal with the cabs and they get the uh, the green cabs versus the yellow cabs, you know? Yeah, but. My, my yeah. guess would be that they're going to allow New York City taxi drivers to also be Uber drivers. and then, Oh, but use their vehicle? Yeah, so if you're standing on the street corner with your fingers up, you know, looking for a ride, you're getting mm. a taxi. But if you go on the app, you're getting Uber. So that's how... I don't how- know how I feel about that. I don't really love going in a taxi. I, I prefer an Uber. Now, you're going to think this is crazy, but I prefer to get in a taxi cab than into an Uber. Really? I'll, I'll do the Uber if I have to, but I think there's... Uh, I feel like there's a little more... A little less sketchy to get in You think taxi. so? I understand that taxis tend to be smelly. And and That's my my, thing. my like, God, they've, they've the always leathers. got that check brake light yeah. or the check engine light on. And the I, cracked leather seats in the back. I feel like a lot of stuff has happened back there. I don't know. <laughs> and that's probably true, but it still weirds me out a little bit less than getting in the back seat of some random guy's car. You know, I feel like I'm in a kidnapping situation. I do hear you, but obviously it's coming from the app. But I think the Uber drivers are generally... I've never had an issue with an Uber driver. There's always a phone charger back there. Yeah. They'll offer me water. Would you like a mint? Do you want a high chew? Like, I, <laughs> I'm i all about the Uber driver. You know what I introduced you to? Uh, one of the first times you and I ever traveled together, we'd go into the city, and I got you the uh, the car. Oh, the, yeah. The, the town car, oh, the 77777 yeah. seven, 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 seven uh-huh. thing. I don't mean to do a little plug for him, but I'll yeah. go ahead and do it. <laughs> And they send you the town car. Yeah, that's nice. And then you feel, well, I was going to say you feel like Mr. Big, but that's probably not what you want now. <laughs> Sex in the City ruined forever. Yeah. Thanks to Chris Noth. Yeah, that's the, that is nice to have a town. But you pay a lot of money. And no, it's, no, it's, it's about the same flat rate. It's like 10 bucks more than taking a yellow cab. And you're in a of. you're in a damn Lincoln town car as opposed to, uh, you know, the little Honda Escort. <laughs> or whatever they are. <laughs> That I mixed hey, metaphors there's there. nothing wrong with a Honda with an Escort, okay, or yeah. a Honda. But no, I it is it's nice. It is nice. But I have it's not, not a Lincoln like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I have never had an issue with, especially if you get the XL. Yeah, they're always like a, a very nice, clean car. Want to so. share this ride with six other people? No, I do not. <laughs> I'll be taking my Lincoln Town car out to the airport. And that's my thing with taxis. I feel like they're a little bit more of an aggressive driver, too, because they're not in their own car. So anytime, especially if you're in the city, I'm terrified. I'm in the back. Oh, please. I'm holding the oh bar like the whole time that we're in there. (laughs) Well, that's what you should be more concerned to be touching that thing than to be how the guy's driving. (laughs) That's fair. Come on. All right. So that's with Uber and New York Taxi later on this spring. Time for hashtag mom. We get a call. 
uh, last week. A guy said, what are you saying when you say mom what? Hashtag mm-hmm. mom. It's mom confessions. <laughs> confessions. We whisper because it's a confession. Right. So we hear from actual moms mm-hmm. that happen to listen or whatever it is, and we share them here on the radio. It's kind of fun every morning. 729 20. We're all about family right here. That's right. Melissa Brody said, I told my two-and-a-half-year-old that if she does not get out of the bathtub, she'll turn into a fish. And if she was a fish, she would have to live alone in the ocean without any of her friends or family. Do you think she got out of the bathtub? No. Nope. She sure didn't. No. <laughs> Could have told you that from the get-go. Yes. That was a fruitless action. Yeah. Water Bottles and Jeggings said, I asked my son which state was abbreviated NJ. Uh-huh. And they said... North Jordan, and the other one said Nigeria, just in case you still believe that children are the future. <laughs> well, there's your there's your education tech dollars at work right there. Dave Foreman said, I'm about to begin a 600-mile trip with three kids. This is my last tweet and testament. Well, as Nolan would say, that's your problem. <laughs> that is your problem. That's rough. Those kids definitely know how to work all the TikTok buttons, right? so I'll tell you that. They might mm-hmm. not know what the abbreviation for the state is. Hashtag mom... <laughs> Every morning right here, 729-20, send one in. Would you looky here? It's the CBB, the Community Bulletin Board. Thank you for sending these in to us each and every day. We try and share fun events going on around town. Sometimes these are events to benefit a community organization, a mm-hmm. charity. We like to throw the spotlight where it might otherwise not be shown. <laughs> Let's try to do the proper grammar there yes. in my head. Hopefully <laughs> that came out right. You can send these into Robbie and Rochelle on our page, 1071theboss.com, or just go to our Facebook and send us a little direct message there. We got a jam-packed one today, baby. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Beach Haven Moose Riders hosting the Blessing of the Bikes East Coast and Poker Run. That goes on this Sunday from 930 to 6, the Loyal Order of the Moose in Manahawken. <laughs> Behold the Royal Order of the Moose. That's awesome. All events dot in. Slash Manahawken Moose Riders for more. That's all events.in. Oh, I see. Okay. Not dot com. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The Franklin Food Truck Festival is going on Saturday from 11 to 7, Franklin High School in Somerset. Proceeds to benefit students at Franklin High School in Somerset and their project graduation. Visit nj.org for all the details if you'd like to help some kids out. Manasquan Bank is holding Shred Day. That's coming up Saturday, June 4th from 9 to 11 at their location in Little Egg Harbor. Get rid of your old pertinent documents. With their safe contactless drop-off system that has 100% of materials recycled. Manasquan.bank mm-hmm. for all the info. Does this seem like a good idea to you? Um, I'm going to drop off some <laughs> files confidentially here. This is contactless. No one's going to see who, who yeah. dropped these off. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't I don't know. You shred these files, please. <laughs> Excuse me. I think if you had anything that was incriminating, you could probably just invest in your own shredder, yeah, maybe? Sure. I don't know. At least this way they get recycled, so you've got that going for you. Cheerfest is this weekend, Six Flags Great Adventure. Cheerfest is open to the public, private schools, recreation, and all-star teams. Sixflags.com for tickets and info on their annual cheerleading and dance championship, Cheerfest. Super fun. Children's Mental Health Awareness Day is happening Saturday. Alaire Community Farm in Waltz, a free event. Go to unation.com. For the info on that one, the Belmar Seafood Festival is happening this weekend, 4 to 8. It's a feast of fresh lobster rolls, crab cakes, steamed clams, fried mm. shrimp, and a whole lot more. Vacationinbelmar.com for details on the Belmar Seafood Festival. Of course, we get a bunch of big events, including Spring Seed on Sunday this weekend. We'll be out at Nissan City with Doozin. You can see all our events anytime, 1071theboss.com. See where the Boss Roadies are on tour. There's just a couple of things we thought you, yes, you needed to know this morning. Remember yesterday how proud I was of myself that I went to the store without you? <laughs> yes. And you know what's funny is that we talked about that, mm-hmm. and someone pointed out to us 
that there was a Saturday Night Live skit about this not that long ago. Yeah. About how men are such morons. <laughs> Women send their boyfriend, their husband out to do an errand. Yeah. And especially when a, when one man runs into another man at the store and both look at each other like, are you here on an errand too? Well, you know, especially when you go down like the feminine product aisle. And I've had this happen <laughs> no, to me. No, you didn't ask me to do that, to be no, fair. No, I didn't. But I have been down that aisle before and seen a man standing there. And you could, do, I mean, he's just got like this glazed look on his face. I mean, how like, hard is it? There's there's really only two items. You buy a pad or a tampon. How hard is that? Well, there's different brands. There's different sizes. I'll tell you which one you'd be getting if you sent me. The cheapest one. That's why I would never send you. You'd be getting you. the CVS brand. I, you, go to, you would go right down to the very bottom. That's what you always Absolutely. tell me. Go to the bottom shelf. I just buy a stack of cotton balls. <laughs> Stuff them in. You'll be fine. 69 cents, baby. This is why I don't send you to do tasks. 69 cents. But I was very proud of myself, and I went on about this, and I guess there was actually a sketch about this not that long ago. So, yeah. I don't know. Go on the YouTube if you're interested. <laughs> and so, similarly, this is something that many people do all the time, but for me, it feels like a big life accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I have started going to the gym again. Yes, you have. Now, you used to go to the gym all the time. You used to get in competitions with other people that go to the gym. Yeah. This is how into the gym you once... You were kind of a gym rat. Yeah, I used to go three hours at a time, twice a day. I... So you went through a period where you backed off a little bit, especially during COVID. I think we all ate more and exercised less. Mm -hmm. But I... I haven't gone to the gym in a long time. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the last place we lived had a gym. Never once did I set foot in there. <laughs> that was a you, nice gym, too. You go, yeah. but you're not going as much as you used mm-hmm. to. You're trying to go more. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I will go with you. Yeah. And then you went. I did not come with you. Yeah. You went again, and I said, I'm coming. You did. You bought me a new pair of gym shorts. I got my little white socks, my Mickey Mouse t-shirt. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, we got you your headphones. You were, you were good to go. And I was. I think that is the first time ever in We've our We've ever entire- gone to the gym. Ever in our whole relationship, and I and I do go to the gym. Even because we we have six years of friendship, yeah, which even predates our yeah romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. We've never gone to the gym together. Never, never. And I, other than taking a walk, <laughs> I think that's the only exercise that that we've ever done we've, together. We've gone swimming together. I mean, that counts. Yeah, doesn't it? I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess that would count. Sort <laughs> so of. in six years. You have never once seen me exercise really no, at all. Uh-uh. And you've never seen me exercise. But Yeah, but when we first got to know each other, first started doing the show, before we were a couple, yeah. you would tell me all the time about how you'd spend hours and hours oh, at yeah. the gym. And I used to be one of those people who would post, I would do like the the videos, and most of it was for myself, for encouragement for myself, because yeah. I was in this process of losing 100 pounds. And you, and you, so, amazing. You worked really hard, and you, you look great, did. and you, you continue to look great. Well, thank you. I've gained like 50 of it back, yeah, but true. it's... <laughs> It's not true at all. And you know, you were also one of those people that had come into work when we first started doing the show in your oh, gym yeah. attire. Yeah, absolutely. Because you'd go right from our doing the show to, and see, I would always, I'm a little more casual than I used to be. Yeah. I think the whole world is. Mm-hmm. But I used to wear a sport jacket, a tie, sometimes a suit, yeah. a three-piece suit to work, you and you'd be over there in your leotards. Well, and I used to frown upon <laughs> I that. I know, I know. You used to frown upon that. You, now, you did. I, I would never wear gym shorts to work or anything like that. And that's part of the reason I don't like going to the gym in the first place, because I feel stupid in gym attire. And that's what you said when you came out of the bedroom after you got dressed. You said, I feel I feel like I look stupid. You look like you're going to the gym. And you know you why I felt like I look stupid? Why? Because I did look no, stupid. No, you didn't. I was wearing turquoise shorts with a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. I look like a special person. You- <laughs> I look like there's something wrong upstairs. Yeah, but there's there wasn't, and you didn't. You look like you were going to the gym. That's what people who go to the gym wear. I, and I, I look like someone who is just let out of his padded room. That's what no, I look like. No, you don't. <laughs> no, what what do you think you're supposed to wear to I the gym? Know. Then? Like, I don't know. I don't I, understand why. What big is guys it? just don't look good in gym attire. Okay, just like you know, like uh, Lance Armstrong on the bike. He's got that. 
you know, that bike wear. But where he, he didn't get to look like Lance Armstrong by sitting on the couch. So you have to go to the gym and it wear something. It doesn't matter something. how much I exercise. I'm just a big fella. I'm going to look You're stupid. I'm going to look stupid in those kind of clothes no matter what. look stupid. Though. No man looks good with those white socks. Well, the, here's the thing. The white socks got to go. I, I do. I those do look stupid. I will give you that. Those, so wait a minute. So my white socks did look stupid. What am I supposed to wear with sneakers? Are, you're supposed to wear like the low cut ankle socks, not the. Tall. I got big feet. They don't I fit. I know you can get big ones that fit your feet that are ankle socks. That you don't you have like like this weird 1950s bop sock on. <laughs> bop sock. <laughs> the socks. So were, not only by the, the way, socks not, were a little long. not only do I feel stupid going in there, yeah. but then I feel self-conscious because right. I'm really not in shape and, well, and it's difficult again for a big fella to do some of the exercises that you so I'm on the treadmill and you there's another there's this skinny bald guy who yeah. looks like he's going to the gym every single day right so imagine I'm going to see him you were both going like 25 miles an hour on the treadmill <laughs> and I'm doing two Okay. Well, you have to start somewhere, though. Like you can't. You, I didn't start by just running. You'll hurt yourself. But be, the more you go, the more you'll be able to do, and the faster you'll be able to go. I know, but this this is why it's so hard to start because that in between period is you feel like such sure. a such a loser. Sure, yeah. but you should be proud of yourself for pushing. Because I'm breaking a sweat that. going two. So what? For ten minutes. So what? You you're not sitting on the couch. You're doing it. So yeah. so what? You should be proud of yourself, and I was proud of you, and I I really appreciated that you walked over to the weights and attempted to show off to me by picking up the yeah, I'm going to pick up a 15 and you're like, go with the 10. <laughs> no, I got, okay, we'll go with the 10. All right. I did appreciate you showing off. It was very cute. Right. I'm glad you didn't hurt yourself. But... I've got to get another pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> David, good morning. Hello, good morning. Aaron Church. Okay, that's good. I'm, I'm just over in the city right now. Uh, well, congrats on this new book. It's uh, called Hearts Touch with Fire, How Great Leaders Are Made. It was published this week. I saw you on the uh, CBS Sunday Morning Show, I think it was last week, uh, talking about this. And I think you I think you addressed something that's very important. So I'll start off with a tough question here, David. How do we engage especially young people in the civic process? Never mind politics, but just to be involved in their community, get their nose out of the phone, and to get out there and be a part of what's going on in their community. Yeah. We can't, we can't succeed unless we convince them uh, that this matters, that civic life matters. It's not just what you read in a book in a civics class. It is what goes on in your community and, the, and, and whether people are treated fairly uh, and, and respectfully. Uh, and I, I think one of the best things we can do for the younger generation, because there's a hunger in the younger generation uh, to, 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 to get out of this mess we're in as a country, uh, and restore some of the greatness. And there are a lot of young people now who are looking for ways to, how can I make a difference? Uh, what can I do to, to change the direction of the country? And I think one of the, the, the big answers is that we really ought to have a program of national service. So asking young people, you don't have to sign up in a military uniform. You can sign up to do a year giving back to your community, uh, you know, working on, on climate issues, uh, working in, in local hospitals. There's a lot of work that be done. And if you give a year back or give two years back for each year you serve, you ought to get, you know, you ought to get an appropriate reduction in your in college debt or, or sure. you ought to be remunerated in some way. And also, national service gives you a chance for urban kids to go work in rural communities and rural, rural kids to work in urban communities. This is what happened way back in the uh, early 1930s when Franklin Roosevelt was elected. One of the first things he did was to establish the Civilian Conservation Corps. And within just a couple of months, there were 250,000 young men 
who were in the woods and saving the parks and woodlands of America, they, they gave back. And those parks are still, you can still find what the Civilian Conservation Corps accomplished. But it was one of the most popular things that, the, uh, that, that any president has done. People really rallied around the idea. They were all in this together. Yeah, I think you make a great point because you you know people talk about the greatest generation, and you're right. They uh, they serve their community, uh, so they're a part of something, something bigger than themselves. Then they served in World War II. Then they came home and they got involved in in organizations like the Rotary Club and the Knights of Columbus, whatever it is. And I think uh, you know that that might just be what's missing today, why we're all fighting with each other because that sense of community seems to be gone. So I so agree with you, David. Yeah, I saw, you you put it extremely well. I wish you you could write the next chapter. <laughs> well, I don't know that I'm I'm qualified to do that, but. But now let me bring up a scary, uh, here's a scary statistic that I happen to see from, so, you know, from your, I'm sure a friend of yours, Nate Silver on his 538. He did a, uh, he did a, a mapping of data that suggests that there's maybe a 37% chance uh, of surety that we will have democracy as we know it today in 10 years. Now that is a pretty staggering thing to think about because of divisions on both sides, frustrations of people not satisfied on both sides. What is your take on that? Is that it? He said, so he said 37%, just make sure I understand, uh, and your re, uh, listeners understand, 37% believe that within a decade, we may not have a democracy of the kind we enjoy today. He's looking at the trends out there and the polling data, and it's suggesting that there's only a 37% chance, based on the data he uses to poll elections, that we will have democracy as we know it today by the year 2035. That seems crazy, uh, but, but... Only a 37% chance is one out of three. So what, what is your take on that, David? Uh, that, seems, that seems to be more pessimistic than I believe. I think there's also a chance that a decade from now we can be in much better shape. Well, I think I happen to share the short-term pessimism of so many people in the country. I think we're coming into a very even rougher time than we've already been through. But I'm increasingly a long-term optimist. Um, when we talk about uh, leadership. This book is all about leadership. I'm sure you've been asked this question many times. You've worked for four presidents uh, of different parties. You worked for Bill Clinton, Democrat. You worked for Republican presidents. Uh, I'm sure that you, know, you must have had a moment walking down the hall of the White House where you said, well, let me file this away because I've just learned something about how to deal with people, how to be a leader myself. Give us a nugget of wisdom you picked up walking those hallways. Well, I tell you something. I'll, I'll just go to one that I've been thinking about recently. And when President Reagan, uh, we had a lot of unrest in the Middle East that we were being attacked, and uh, Reagan ordered up the construction of barracks in Lebanon out near the airport in Beirut for, for American Marines. And we had like 250 Marines who were posted out there hmm. trying to help keep the peace in, in Lebanon, uh, and, a, and a group of terrorists came and blew them up. Reagan ordered up an uh, investigation of what went wrong, uh, and you know, two months later the report came back in, and it basically said... Uh, that uh, the top generals and they had screwed this up. And Reagan took the report and said, I'm not going to put this report out this way. We made terrible mistakes and the responsibility is mine. I'm the commander in chief. I'm the one who got it wrong. Don't blame these other generals. We did, they did what we asked them to do. Uh, and I, he, that was courage right. to take on responsibility. You know, people don't, they, you know, just listen to the politicians today. They're blaming everybody else for whatever problems that we have, but take no responsibility themselves. I think it's uh, Harry Truman had the sign on his desk, right? The buck stops here. Yes, buck stops here. Absolutely. Good for you. Yep, absolutely. Well, I know our time is uh, short here. The uh, The book is a terrific read. Would highly recommend it. And uh, thank you for your service uh, in our government. And thank you for being a moderating force on television, you know, through all the uh, hyperbole. So it's, uh, it's re I really respect you. It's great uh, to talk to you, David. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, good. Thank, thank you. Well, we began today's show talking about how Rochelle likes to go get tipsy. 
at the wine store with their little samples. <laughs> it's free. It is a Thirsty Thursday. Of course, it's time for Tipsier Toddler. <laughs> I love that this has become one of the signature features of the mm-hmm. show. I'm so proud of what I do for a living every yes. day. So <laughs> this happened a while back. We got a, I can't remember what the first story was, but it was a crazy story. And I said, oh, you must have just been a little kid. He went, no, I was drunk. Yeah. And then and lo and behold, we get a call and someone said something similar. I went, you must have been drunk. And they went, no, I was a little kid. And the idea was born. And so now we try to line up callers. And these people claim they've got a great story, something rather extraordinary that happened to them outlandish almost, then it's mm-hmm. up to us to decide did this really happen, and it happened when they were little, a little toddler, or when they were a tipsy drunk adult. That's right. how it goes. That's tipsy or toddler. Line number one, this is Damon. Good morning. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, I accidentally stabbed my grandmother with a deer antler. Oh wow. my gosh. You see what I'm saying? I accidentally stabbed my grandma with a deer antler. First of all, I hope she's okay. Yeah. And second of all, I'm going to hope you were a toddler. Yeah, I'm going to say he was a toddler. I was a very drunk adult. Oh! <laughs> uh, my grandpa was a huge deer hunter, uh, so there was always, you know, antlers around. And I got real drunk one night off some whiskey uh, <laughs> after my uh, grandpa died. And, you know, I took one of the antlers off the wall. Oh my. For whatever reason, I started swinging it around like a ninja. Oh, my And gosh. then in the middle of me swinging the antler, I accidentally stabbed my grandmother when she... Uh, walked into the room you know I, I didn't see her it was just a dumb drunk accident and uh she ended up being okay well, well thank god sort of. <laughs> oh my god i bet she wrote you out of the will <laughs> this is the same day her poor husband dies That's awful he's drunk in a parlor playing That's with the awful. playing with the deer antlers off the wall wow wow all right this is jerry all right so i set off fireworks in the bounce house they caused it to catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fireworks set off house? in the bounce house. Uh, I'm going to go toddler again. This might have been the same birthday party I fell off the pony when I was a little kid. <laughs> That's a good party. So wait a minute, we didn't... Uh... I said toddler. Oh, you said toddler? I said toddler. All right, I'm going to say toddler as well. I was a little kid. Okay. Uh, it was the 4th of July, and my brother gave me a ton of fireworks to play with. I was so excited, <laughs> and I ended up lighting them in the bounce house which I guess I thought was a great idea. Oh. Uh, and it caught on fire, and my brother and I were grounded for six months. But luckily, we bailed out of there before anything really bad happened. What? Wow. Can you imagine that smell with the burning rubber and all Ugh. of that? That must have been super gross. And expensive. Well, here you are. I like the little call screen thing. says, Missy has a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story. Okay. I won money for being the runner-up in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume contest. Hmm. She was the runner-up. She's tipsy. She's at a Halloween party. You think so? I think so. All right, I'll go along with you. I'm going to say you're tipsy. I was a drunk adult. Yep. yep. My dorky friends had a little party with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume contest. <laughs> I was hammered and I dressed like a slutty Michelangelo. There you go. I had some place and... Hey, I collected 150 bucks. Wow. Wow. Manga, dude. <laughs> <laughs> a slutty Michelangelo. Is there I any like other? That. I mean, that's how you want your Michelangelo. He's a little slutty. A little slutty. He's swinging those nunchucks around. <laughs> Time for one more. Here's Vinny. I threw up in a red lobster. <laughs> Gross. Oh, my gosh. I think my mother-in-law's done that a few oh, times. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> threw up in a red lobster. Uh, I think you say he was a little kid. I'm going to go... Tipsy. I'm Family go dinner night. He has a little something too much to like eat. In the lobster tank. Oh. You, wait a minute. You threw up in the lobster oh tank. Oh my gosh, that's so gross. All right, I take it back. I think he might have been yeah, a he tipsy. might have been a drunk adult. I was a drunk adult. Yeah. Mm. My girlfriend used to be a bartender at Red Lobster and she'd always hook up the free drinks. <laughs> and uh one night she kind of uh overserved me uh-huh. and I ended up 
vomiting in the lobster tank. Ugh. And I wasn't able to make it to the bathroom. Well. I didn't even remember doing it. I'm sure, I'm sure you, you attempted to make it to the bathroom. Wow. Those poor lobsters. I never felt bad for a lobster before. Well, you should feel bad for them anyway. They're in that tank so you can eat them. Well, I don't <laughs> I know that they, they have the brain capacity uh, to understand that. And yeah. they're crustaceans, so they don't, you know, I don't feel too bad when you you put them in a boiling pot of water. They don't know what's happening to them, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I say it out loud and it sounds I don't horrible. Know, it sounds terrible. But all of that, none of that matches a guy vomiting on them. Good Lord. <laughs> It's really gross. Well, aren't you glad? This is why I said I'm so proud. This is part of my professional yeah. legacy. I just want, just think about this. Mm-hmm. This is my career. You know how some people get a little award and a gold watch when they retire to 50 years? This is my life's work. <laughs> Sharing stories of a guy puking in a lobster tank. Mm-hmm. Tipsy or toddler. Stay in touch with us anytime. Robbie and Rochelle on the morning page. 1071theboss.com. Real easy to connect with us on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search for us on Facebook. We just put up that TikTok, too. I know we've been talking about that. We're kind of shilling for TikTok followers. Trying. Trying to get a little better about uh, posting some videos up there. But it takes a lot of work. So hard. But we were brainstorming about that. So follow us on TikTok. You never know what will transpire there. A lot of ways to stay connected. All right, time for Robbie and Rochelle's Fast Five. Five big old trending stories. Thought you needed to know. Be in the know number five to number one. We will count down today. At number five, you've heard the story that uh, Elon Musk has temporarily put his uh, bid to buy Twitter on hold. Mm -hmm. So Snoop Dogg is now joking around that maybe he should buy it. And he tweeted out a hashtag that's now... Trending, other people are using the hashtag when Snoop buys Twitter. A Roman Nizzle, baby. I think this is a fantastic idea. He wouldn't take your check mark away, huh? No. (laughs) No, he wouldn't. Matter of fact, he's been on Twitter with me because I I had the good fortune to run into Snoop Dogg at an elevator. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, he and I have got at least peripherally a little friendship going. So you would just send him that photo in the hopes that he would I think he would just leave me alone. He's chill, man. (laughs) Everything is just fine. Him and Martha eating popcorn, watching uh, the Brotherhood of the Traveling Pants, you know. (laughs) Whatever. Like in 19 Crimes. (laughs) I don't like his face on 19 Crimes. He looks a little scary on there, I'm not going to lie. He looks mean on there. He's not. But Snoop should just... He should buy everything. Snoop is like the grandpa of rap. He really is. I just wish Snoop was my grandpa. I just love the guy. (laughs) Can't get enough of him. Big fan. Survey said. Number four. This is interesting. New poll asked what the average person thinks the maximum distance is before it is no longer walking distance. Hmm. Coming in number one with 27% 30 minutes. 25% said 20 minutes. 17% said 15 minutes. Only 5% are only willing to walk for just five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I would cross that threshold. I was going to say, where do you lie on this? If you have, you get mad when our parking space isn't right in front of the door and you have to walk four spaces over. I mean, I think it depends on the situation, okay? If you're in the city and you're going for dinner yes. and you uh, you need to then walk to the theater to go see a show or something, yeah. if it's more than five minutes and I'm wearing nice pants and a jacket, I don't want to, no way, it's not walking distance. But We're going to get a cab. It's so expensive to get a cab yeah, or to I understand, pay to but park you're gonna somewhere else. You're going to be sweaty. And you're After get that, five minutes? I get that thigh chafing, you know, from walking in the dress pants. <laughs> I think if you walk more, that will actually help with all of <laughs> Anybody that. else get any problem with the thigh chafing? Because I got thigh chafing and for all yeah, the wrong reasons. that's so. not fun. <laughs> Number three, there's a TikToker talking about TikTok that's been racking up the hits. He's explaining why most of these statues from ancient Rome, ancient Greece, all mm-hmm. seem to have teeny peenies. <laughs> you ever look through a history book or have you been lucky enough to go overseas, go to these museums? That is the first thing you notice. There are these big strapping it men is? with these teeny weeny little peenies. That's the that's the first thing you notice? I'm, I Listen, I bet Joe is going to back me up on this. Okay. The two of us. Okay. Same thing yesterday with why do they only open half the casket? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Athletes were all presented with a small package. Meanwhile, 
In comedy, for example, those who were considered foolish or barbaric or depraved all had large appendages. <laughs> it's barbaric. Large appendages. There's a lot of women that are into that. <laughs> Ooh, just throw me over your shoulder, hunk. <laughs> or at least the movies I've seen. I don't, okay. I don't really know. Different kind of movie. <laughs> Number two, there's a man from Ohio, because it's always Ohio, Ohio, rescued a cat that was stuck up in a tree for almost three days. Here's the moment he was able to get up the tree, rescue the cat, and get him back to his owner. I'm going to come over to you, buddy. Oh, you're a sweet boy. Come on. That's a good boy. Hold on. Okay. Take Cooper inside before you let him out of the bag. Okay, a couple of things here. There's clearly someone who's videoing this, Mm -hmm. and this guy sounds like he knows he's being videoed. Yeah. Just get up there, and if you're going (laughs) to save the cat, save the cat. Enough with the... I mean, it's nice that we have the moment, Mm -hmm. but why is the first thought, not to help the cat, but to hang on, let me get a tape of this while you do it. I I just don't... (laughs) And then number two, if that cat is anything like our cat, Rick, boy, did he need to go after being up in a tree for two days. Two days. He's a little backed up. Gross. I don't think Rick would wait until he got down. He would just go and figure it out. Bombs away! (laughs) Is that a bird? What's that? And a bonus story for you. We'll go to Florida because there's always Florida. Florida. There's a video going viral. Now, this is where you do pull out your phone. Mm -hmm. Because people traveling uh, I-75, which is, if you know anything about Florida, big highway goes up and down the whole state. Mm -hmm. They see two guys on the side of the road. And they're playing golf right along the highway. Hmm. This was like Tiger Woods Jr. out there. He was just doing his thing. Nothing beats Southwest Florida when it comes to seeing crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty good. Where, that's awesome. where are you hitting the ball? I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not like a green. Are they aiming towards the cars? Because that would be bad. No, they didn't say that they were causing any trouble. They okay. just happen to, you know what? I think we'll pull over, stretch our legs, play a little <laughs> round of golf. What do you think? That back nine's too much. I can't do it. I can't do it. Can I have my putter, please? <laughs> and number one, Matthew McConaughey. You know him. You love him. Here he is explaining why the word unbelievable should be removed from the dictionary. Unbelievable. Right, it's my least favorite word. I think we should wipe it out of the dictionary. Why? What's so unbelievable about tragedy, about triumph, about people <laughs> that raise us up or let us down? Well, these are things apparently Matthew McConaughey thinks about. And of all the words, that's the one we need to get rid of. Of all the words, unbelievable is the one that bothers you. Listen, I'm on team Matthew, okay? But <laughs> need to broaden your mind a little bit, Matthew. Think of all the words. There's a lot of, a lot of craziness out there. Unbelievable, just fine. It's okay. <laughs> Have a little doobie doob with Snoop. Buy some Twitter. You'd be all there right. There you go. Imagine that the, would be unbelievable. Imagine the two of them. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> World famous celebrity birthday file today. Kevin Garnett, 46. Phil Rudd, not Paul Rudd, not mm-hmm. the reigning sexiest man in the world, but Phil Rudd, 68. Archie Manning, 73. Pete Townsend from The Who, 77. We just lost him a couple of years ago, but the guy that played Chewbacca. <laughs> Peter Mayhew <laughs> is born on this date of history, and Joey Ramone back in 1951. We lost him 21 years ago. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Today's National Devil's Food Cake Day. Yum. It is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's fourth wedding anniversary. Okay. You feel like uh, Queenie's just walking around the Buckingham Palace going, We don't talk about Harry. <laughs> No, her son might be, though. <laughs> yeah. What a toolbox he is, huh? Unbelievable. This day of 1973, Secretariat won the Preakness on his way to win at Belmont Stakes, too. And a little New Jersey history. It was this day of 1926. Thomas Edison spoke on the radio for the first time. He was at the uh, National Electric Light Association meeting 
at the uh, Convention Hall in Atlantic City. I love radio. Wow. Isn't that kind of interesting? I did not know that. You could go today and follow in the footsteps of Thomas Edison. That's very cool. And then get hammered and lose your money at the casino. Perfect. So, sounds like a great <laughs> Thursday, if you ask me. We ran into a person the other day, and we're having a conversation, and we're doing what we're doing. And I don't want to out this person, per se. <laughs> but they spilled their coffee. And she goes, oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> and I laughed after. I was like, what was the deal with the fiddlesticks? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's the thing people say, or they do the uh, H-E-double-L hockey sticks. Right, right. Whatever. H-E-double what hockey sticks. That's, that's it. <laughs> Clearly, you just say hell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> so we were uh, we were talking here about how there's some funny words uh, for, you know, that act as a replacement for a curse word. Oh, sure, sure. Or for a lewd way of Same naming things. a body part or that sort of right, thing. Right, okay? right. You know, like people that call it a wee-wee instead of a, you know, whatever. Whatever term you'd like for the genitalia. Yeah. No, I mean, I do this with the kids all the time. I'll just say, like, instead of what the hell, I'll say, what the heck? Because I don't want them to say. I mean, I suppose that's a little common. Or darn. Or you crap. Know. You know, I'll say, oh, crap. I feel like crap is, is pretty vulgar. You do? Yeah. I mean, it's gross. Like, I, I would know. probably feel a little uncomfortable in a uh, formal setting saying crap. Yeah. Well, I used darn to. Darn and heck no. I'd I used okay to say those. Friggin' all the time or frickin', but then Grayson, five year old Grayson, starts saying, What the friggin'? And like, I don't, I can't say it anymore because it sounds, it just sounds bad coming out of a toddler's mouth. Yeah. And that was my alternative, but now I, I'll just say, like, Well, so does freaking, right? Well, that's what I'm saying, frickin' or Although, friggin', I mean, people or say like the freaking weekend. I guess it's kind of context a little bit, but just like you can say cock a doodle doo. It just sounds weird coming <laughs> you know? out of a toddler's mouth when he says it. So I'm like, I need to find an alternative to my alternative because this is just too much. So. All right. So if you uh, stub your, you step on a Lego, you stub your toe. Yeah. My alternative? Yeah. Do you have? Are you are you attuned to this enough to uh, come up with a son of a biscuit eating bulldog? <laughs> I've heard you say son of a motherless goat before, and I didn't know what that meant. I, I have, have not said you that. You have absolutely said motherless that. goat. Yes. I don't think I've ever You've said absolutely that. Absolutely said that. I was like, what is that? I have even no mean? problem with the expletives. Okay. I know, but I've heard you say that before. You you've said something about a cow chewing something or another. Yeah. Well, that has a bad s- word in it. It didn't make sense. That's though. something my my. My buddy Frankie from when I was a kid used to say. I've I, told you that. I've absolutely heard you say son of a motherless goat before, and I'm, I had no idea what you were talking about. Are you about. sure I said goat at the end? I feel like that's not what I said. <laughs> I could be wrong Maybe about not. that, but. Maybe not. I don't know. I do have this uh, penchant lately, and it's not really a replacement. I mean, I guess I could go, uh I've heard people do that. They push and they groan when they get up. You know, oh, yeah. Old guys like me, and they go, oh, S-H. Yeah, Bad yeah, word, yeah. right? And I tend to say, oh, dear. Oh, you do? You say, oh, dear. I'm like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, bother. You say, oh, dear, a lot. I say it every time I get up or, or sit down. <laughs> Anytime do. I'm up or down, it's, oh, dear. But that's you saying, oh. But I have heard people use the S word. Right. Oh, shizzle, you know? So. <laughs> Shizzle's a great... Shizzle. All you need to do, this is what Snoop Dogg should put out a book. Yeah. Snoop, you heard me here? Put out a book <laughs> with your little rhyming words. Uh-huh. And you can do any situation. People use one of your little, ah, rizzle dizzle. Right. Guy just cut me off in traffic. <laughs> Here's a mofer fofer. A mofer fofer. <laughs> I'm telling you, Snoop should... He comes up with fun words like that. Not mofer fofer. Snoop, write a book, okay? <laughs> but until we have that book, you have a great replacement word mm-hmm. for a lewd... Word or, sure. or a curse word, a swear sure. word. 774 732-774-4444. That's the number to call us or to text us. Same number for the text connect. Or get us on Facebook, 1071 The Boss. Your he said. She said.